Hey, everybody, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Starta. I'm your host, Jordan Taylor, and today I have with me a very special guest by the name of Carlina Waugh, and she has a bunch of accolades to her name. To her full credit, she's the recipient of the Top 100 Black Women to Watch in Canada 2020. She's been nominated for the Young Women in Business um, favorite local women entrepreneurs list amongst several, several, several other things. She's also the uh, owner of Mini K Creations. And what Carlina really is aiming to do is building and collaborating with other millennial entrepreneurs. And also, she wants to create memorable experiences for her clients and spaces for entrepreneurs to showcase their businesses and build relationships across several industries, just to name a few things. There's yeah. so much more that I'm sure we could say about her, but I'm going to let Carlina talk to it. Carlina, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. I, I, I'm... I think the last time we spoke and I was telling you about, you know, I think it'd be really cool if we could jump on this podcast together. I was so excited because you and I met through, um, through a mutual acquaintance and we were, we were kind of collaborating on an event that you were putting on or yeah. you were helping to put on and just in our conversations. And then we had spoken about video editing as well. <laughs> and the more I kind of to look at what, it is that you do and what your company does. I was just thinking this would be amazing to talk about on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's like super random, but I'm glad yeah. that it the, and it worked out. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I, and I think this is a huge thing that I want listeners and viewers to watch is the importance of networking and knowing mm -hmm. like you could find someone that can, contribute to what it is you're trying to do and you can be a contributor to something somebody else is trying to do exactly. just from you know getting your name out there and just talking to people getting involved in stuff mm -hmm. yeah and i love that you touched on that i don't know if you've listened to the joe reagan and kanye west uh podcast episode yet it's oh, three hours no so. oh my gosh i'm <laughs> going to listen to that and i'm not going to get anything done during those three hours i'm so excited <laughs> But I love that you touched on that because it came up a bunch of times, um, which when you talk about networking and I think about networking as relationship building, and it was so interesting to see Kanye repeatedly say like relationships is the biggest currency. And I'm like, man, he's like talking some real truths on that podcast, but Absolutely. it's true where you never know how paths can cross. Even how I met uh, Amoy and Adila was definitely through like a mutual connection that we had. And we've just grown a relationship through there that we continue to work on projects together. But you just never know who you're going to meet, how you're going to kind of connect and how the parallels align. So yeah, relationship building is key. Absolutely. And, and it's one of those things where you can be very personable and also professional and there's there's obviously lines there i guess but it's it's one of those things where your personality is actually going to be the thing that kind of like meshes people together you know what i mean and really kind of yeah. seals those relationships too yeah for sure because it's all about building rapport when you think about entrepreneurship and, and business and even making friends when you go back to kindergarten 
and you know you think about how you made friends it was really just building rapport with strangers like you walk up to a stranger and say hey yeah. like you like this thing that i like let's be best friends and then that's how you built relationships as a kid so i think sometimes we kind of forget that it can be as simple as that and we look at networking and relationship building as i need to be able to you know make a sale or be show a lot of value to someone but sometimes you can just relate on personality and just common interests it can be as simple as that sometimes yeah, no, exactly. A hundred percent. Like, I think even, I think back to the, the day that we met, I was helping with the video component mm -hmm. of this event that was going on. You were doing everything else, <laughs> uh, like all the backend stuff. And I think you had mentioned that you were using the platform, uh, Hopin, which is, I, I, I hope I can speak to somebody there. Cause I think that platform has the potential to be like amazing. I'm like yes. in awe of it. And, and we got to speaking about hopping, we got to talk about virtual events, uh, membership sites, Kajabi, uh, online products. And, you know, I, I felt like in the room we were in, um, you know, you and I were just like, we were here, you know, and yeah. just firing off all these, you know, entrepreneur geeky type terms. And then other people in the room were like, what is happening <laughs> <laughs> no and, and and it's it's was great because the things that i geek out about you know back-end data and virtual events and platforms and the tech behind things like most people don't really care they're just like how does the event look to everybody else but for me it's like but did you see all of the data we can gather and all of the metrics we can put into a report so it was kind of cool to see someone that you know was acts as excited as as i was about you know the back end and building something from scratch using a tech tech platform yeah no absolutely and and i want to get into the importance of those metrics and that data and what the analysis of that means and why it's important mm -hmm. just before we get into that um i i wanted to also give you the opportunity to to give us a little bit of background on you how you got to be where you are now what mini cake creations is and what your vision overall is for what you want to kind of bring to this space yeah yeah so very little questions you add you asked three questions in one but i think i heard all of them so remember <laughs> along the way it gives you room to expand it gives expand you room. yeah yes. <laughs> um but i started my journey in what i like to call community building and and creating experiences actually in the student life profession so i was an upper year, year student in residence that had you know a floor of students i was basically the person knocking on the door to break up people's parties so that's how my journey kind of started with you know bringing people together creating relationships and and bringing something out of nothing pretty much so when i did that in my last year at university I found out that you could actually make a career out of working with students and building communities. And that was really appealing to me because I love to meet people. I had a like innate knack of building relationships with strangers and I was very extroverted. I still am, <laughs> um, yes. but it was, it was great. It was great to kind of have a career path. So I went into the career of residence life coordinator, which essentially was someone who managed a residence hall, did a lot of programming and events for students in post-secondary. I did that for a few years and then I kind of always was doing events on the side because my mom has had an event planning business. She's retiring this year, but I always, oh, you know, go to school, 
yeah, I'd always go to school during the week and then come back on the weekend and do centerpieces for a 300 person wedding or something like that. So events was always in the background of things. So when I decided I, you know, want to take a break from the student life profession and start something else, I really thought about what did I really enjoy about my job? And it was really that building connections and programming and events and working with community partners to kind of bring something to life that people could get excited about. So I decided, you know, why not? I'll go full time. <laughs> I will go into events. That's kind of how the company started. Um, but with that, it was like, okay, it's one thing to do events for other people, but I still had that itch to create my own community. So that's when I started uh, the Biz Mixer, which is a community of creatives and entrepreneurs focused on that peer learning and res resource sharing and making business and entrepreneurship fun. Like we yeah. listen to music, we have DJs, we dance, we laugh and we learn about business. So just creating a space that was really focused on, you know, socializing, which is very, natural for human beings like we are we are a social species we're meant to you know meet people to to have conversations um so just kind of bringing that feel into the entrepreneurial space and because i had a background in, in doing events it kind of worked hand in hand where i was able to create these great experiences and also you know teach and have that educational piece that i learned from working with students for over 10 years yeah, that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> that it, it's no it's it's so interesting how like everything kind of plays a role into kind of the big picture like everything uh, is is like part of the puzzle you know yeah yeah and sometimes you don't realize it like you don't realize Absolutely. every step of your journey you're refining and learning a skill that's going to help you into the next chapter so it's a prime yeah. example of how that worked out for me no, absolutely. And and even I I, I want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper to into uh, the biz maker side of things where I think creating a community like that is so is so important and probably um, almost not even thought about in, in, in depth by by some people, because especially to with with you know, here in Toronto, especially, mm -hmm. th this is not something that was necessarily taught in school, like yeah. in high school and before. It, it was, it wasn't something that was, you know, drilled into people, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to the more, you know, traditional way of going about um, building a career for yourself, yeah. right? But that there are a lot of us entrepreneurial types out here and, we all have, you know, a few resources here, a few resources there, but coming together to pool, not only pool our own resources, but share with one another mm -hmm. while being able to learn from each other. And like you said, just be able to have a good time and have fun doing yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been super cool over the past two years to kind of see how things have grown. And I've learned so much from this amazing community of, of people that have been along the journey whether they're new or they've been there from the beginning there's just so many cool people and like being able to create an experience where you can have a 17 year old rapper in the same room as like a 50 year old financial advisor it's like blows amazing. my mind that like yeah. how much people can learn from each other from different backgrounds and cultures and just journeys. It's, there's so much that we can share if we kind of have the mindset of not keeping all those resources and knowledges to ourselves, but sharing yeah. that and 
once you realize how much faster you'll grow when you do that, then people get addicted to it. And it's amazing to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so is everybody in there? um, Is this more like local, like in Canada, Toronto, or is this international? So it's funny that you say that because it started in the Peel region. So I'm from Mississauga, Ontario, for those who Saga. don't know. Saga <laughs> <Saga> yes. City. <laughs> um, it's a suburb outside of the, the downtown core in Toronto. Yep. And the reason why I started the event was, you know, when you start your business, everyone says, you know, you need to meet people, network. That's how you're going to make connections for your business. Mm-hmm. And all of the events that I was really interested in going to were in the downtown core. So I would be going to Toronto like two, three times a week. And then I'd look at my bank account and be like, you're spending a lot of money traveling downtown. (laughs) And I would start meeting people that were from neighboring cities to mine. I'd be like, how come I've never met you? And I've lived in this city for over 20 years. And it was just, there wasn't enough options um, here or there weren't enough like, options for younger entrepreneurs as many of these events were were led by much more seasoned entrepreneurs so it almost sometimes felt like i'm going into the room the youngest one here and everyone is like 10 years ahead of me so i didn't feel like i could connect on that level so Mm -hmm. i was like well i know how to run an event let me just do my own and then it kind of just grew from there especially when we moved to virtual this year we've been able to have speakers from all over the world which was always the dream of mine but Flying in someone from Belgium, France is uh, quite costly, but to be able to collaborate with someone to behind the screen to share knowledge of how business and entrepreneurship is on the other side of the world, that's added so much value to our community. So it's, it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's funny because I, I, I've heard from a lot of people that going to events and summits and conferences and all these things has changed in the sense where you on the one hand you maybe don't get that in-person feel Mm -hmm. but I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about how it actually opens the door to be able to um utilize and reach people across a much wider area right via the power of the internet which is why I'm, I'm such a huge fan of doing business online because then you're not limited to any one area or city or country or any of those things because you can reach literally anybody with an internet connection yeah and when when you think about how many people are on the internet that's over a billion people that you now have access to that are actively using these platforms because you've just decided to add an online aspect to your business that's already running locally so yeah, it's yeah. No, I, I I can imagine that it's. I'm I mean I'm sure it's not all sunshine and rainbows, and I'm sure there's some logistical challenges. Yeah. But it's it, it's it's got to be cool, especially to going back to the 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 data that you can get from the back end of hosting these events. I'm sure there's a lot of conclusions and a lot of actionable. Um steps that you could then get to Mm -hmm. just from looking at the data and seeing, okay, well, where is everybody from and how are we going to use this to better what it is that we're offering? And also, you know, how can we tailor our marketing strategy or our, our 
messaging or our brand's voice based on, okay, where's everybody from who's coming to our events? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it speaks to also being culturally aware. Like if you know that most of your audience is tuning in from a, a certain country, thinking about what is actually happening there right now that might impact people, you know, attending your event, what conversations they're having, all of that data can actually influence the messaging that you're, you're putting forward. If you can understand what the reality is for those individuals and those users or people that are coming out to your events or, you know, engaging your content. Yeah. So uh, of the, of the events that you've had, um, or, or even just based on your experience, what, what would you say are some key data points that whether it's, uh, some, someone who's doing, uh, business in, in any one particular area, or even just someone who's just starting their creative journey or their entrepreneurship journey, maybe they're utilizing content marketing. What would you say are some of the key data points to focus on and why those particular ones? Yeah, it's a good one. So your demographical ones, of course, so things like age, where people are tuning in from, what industry they're in, um, is very interesting to see what type of people are attracted to your content. It's very, mm -hmm. very cool. I'm like grinning like a, like a geek right now. <laughs> it's interesting to see like, what types of industries are interested in the content that you're presenting. So those demographical questions for sure. And then like stages. So if you have a business that supports other business owners or entrepreneurs, if you're in, um, you know, digital products or any like knowledge based content that you're creating online, thinking about what stage in people's journeys are they? So like how long have they been in business or what is their biggest challenge is a question that I love to ask because that yeah. informs the next set of content, the next set of things that you're doing. So whether that's you're creating an experience, you're creating a masterclass, a workshop, or just content on your social platforms, if you're asking your audience consistently what their challenges are or where the gaps are, or what they need to need more of, then you're taking the guesswork out of you thinking about new content and new courses and things to do because they're they're telling you right and if they're right. yeah if they're if they're subscribing to your newsletter or they're subscribing to your membership site or they're coming out to your events they already have a buy-in by way of time and investment so those are the best people to ask questions for because they're more likely to be return uh customers clients or followers or supporters of what you're doing than, than new, new people. And you can kind of use that information to then replicate reaching out to other people that are similar to the people that are already in your audience. Right. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I know there's probably a lot of people who, cause, cause I've heard people mention this to me that there are some of the, at least when it comes to content creation, cause I think that's, a marketing style that so many online entrepreneurs use mm -hmm. in particular millennials right we we love consuming content and thus there's a need to create it as well yeah especially if you're trying to build a brand or a business and i think a lot of things that i've heard people is okay well this is the kind of content i want to make but what are my topics going to be right yeah. and a lot of people will start to create content and then maybe run out of ideas in terms of 
okay, well, what should I talk about this week? Or what should my next piece of content be? When a lot of it, like you said, can come from the data of just looking at like, what are the questions people are asking? What are the things that people are super, super engaged with? What are the top challenges that people have, you know? Yeah. And you'll see the trends. Like, even if you look at platforms and forums, like if you go on like a Reddit thread or you go on Pinterest and you just search, um, there's also a platform, I think it's called Ask, Ask the People or Ask People Anything. I'll okay. send you the link to it, but it's essentially you can put in a topic and it shows you the top hits on Google of what people are talking about surrounding that general category. Um, very, very great for creating content. Amazing. But some, I think one thing that people also don't do enough of is looking at your insights. Like on all of these platforms that you're on for free, they're giving you insights for free. So like, look at what is resonating with people. Like what are people sharing? What are people saving on your platform? And just recreating that. Um, another place that I find a lot of great content ideas is conversations in the DMs. Like we create mm. these relationships, we're having conversations. I even had someone reach out to me today about, you know, the fact that people hate when people just spam them links of like their content and like they're like you need to create a content piece of like how to be a great dmer or like how to reach out to people online so conversations are happening that could be looking at your competitors looking at their comments what are people in the comments talking about this is all free game this is all free yeah. stuff letting us have access to and i think not enough of us are using the data and using that feedback that is right there for us to use. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a very valid point that, you know, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, um, I'm not sure if something like Twitter would have that, but like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, like the, the Facebook business manager, which also covers Instagram as well, is out of this world. And yeah. considering, like you said, it's a free platform that people have access to. And it's so easy to kind of put together and navigate through and everything. And yeah, there, there's, I think it's just a matter of knowing yeah. what to do with the data, what it means, and knowing specifically how it can help you take your next step to be able to grow and scale. You know? Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's people get overwhelmed with all the data and they're like, I don't even know what to do with it. And sometimes that happens with me and my clients where I'm super excited and I'm sending them spreadsheets of like, this is all the information we got from that two-hour event. And then they're like, cool, don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so it's like really understanding what do those analytics mean and how do you create a business and initiative that is data-driven where you know, you're getting all of this information how are you analyzing it and using that to make the next decision? So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I, could, I could talk about particular tools and platforms all day. Like that's, that, that's, part of, that's part of kind of the, like the mission statement of Starta is mm -hmm. to, um, to, or I guess the description, the tagline, right? Um, helping young business-minded entrepreneurs to build their grow their brand or business using mostly online tools. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like our, our description. Mm -hmm. And so I, I could go on and on about online tools, but I know the one that you and I first connected about uh, was Hopin. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you and I have spoken about it. There was an event that you put together that I helped with the video component. We used Hopin. Um, what, what, what are some other tools or platforms that, you know, have you kind of geeking out right now? And, and what is it about them that has you excited? Yeah, it's so simple, but have you ever seen the back end of Zoom webinar? No. It's wild how much content and data you can get. Like you can look at how long people were on your Zoom meetings, your Zoom webinars. You can look at like when they've logged in, logged off. Like it's almost to the point where I'm like, this is kind of creepy that we have this information, but it's cool. And I mean, like looking at different platforms right now, I have an event that's happening next month where they're using um, a platform called AirMeet. So it's in its beta stages, so it is free. So if you're looking to like check out some new platforms that are coming up, okay. um, I'm excited to test okay. that one. It's called AirMeet. And it's essentially, is kind of, it's kind of combining hop in and zoom together i'm like oh and google me it's very very interesting okay. like i was looking at the the suspects for it and what offers they have i'm like they're they're coming for like facebook messenger google oh me they're coming from everybody so i'm excited to to be a part of that team and kind of see it real time and how it actually works as a new platform but that's, that's my current i that's kind of how i am like i find a new platform and i kind of zone in and i get obsessed with it and then it's like okay I yeah. think I've watched it now. What's the next one? But right now, <laughs> Hopin is my love, and I'm still going to be an OG Zoom uh, supporter. And for sure, out because there's just so much, and every week they're adding new things, and every month they're adding new features. So it's a great platform. I think just now they, you can now do paid events on Zoom. So I'm interested. Oh, to really? See. Yeah. So they're announced okay. that coming out before the end of 20. 20 so i'm excited to see how that's going to impact um, platforms like eventbrite that many people have been using eventbrite mm. as a payment platform right. and then using you know zoom or another platform as the video component but i'm interested to see how that's going to kind of innovate and um, disrupt the industry with zoom now becoming a paid platform so hey i hope you're enjoying this episode so far and are finding it valuable if you're curious on how to create content like this, or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Now, let's get back to the rest of this episode. It's so interesting to see like all these platforms that maybe kind of started doing, you know, um, one thing in particular yeah. and growing and scaling specifically looking at like what kind of COVID has done mm -hmm. to almost any and every industry, but in particular the business industry. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's changed everything and everybody has had to shift and depending on the industry, COVID has either been super detrimental or extraordinarily um, uh, helpful, I guess. 
would, yeah. would be the yeah. word. Like, like I know personally, I can say that I have thrived tremendously oh, in, yeah. in the virtual, you know, um, work from home, nomad life, like um, content creation side of things. Um, right. Even just doing freelancing stuff. Mm. It's, it's, it's been amazing. And I've discovered a lot, um, discovered a lot of tools, discovered a lot of platforms, made a lot of connections as well. Um, done a lot of networking and I like, I even discovered a platform, uh, last night. So I was speaking to one of my video editing clients and she was telling me of this platform and I'm going to shout it out just because I thought it was really, really, really cool. And yeah. maybe there's other platforms that do the same thing, but I hadn't quite seen it this particular way. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Wizio. No. So Another I love how you get so excited just like me too, like oh, new platform, new tool. What is this? Um, so Wizio, um, I mean, I don't have their, you know, branded mission statement, but basically what it is, is it's a platform for creators to be able to offer personalized content or personalized, usually it's a video message okay. to their audience. So i.e. if, you know, if you're a YouTuber and you make YouTube videos rather than selling consult calls or, you know, selling an online course or something that, that takes a lot of time to mm -hmm. build on the back end somebody can send you whether it's like 15 bucks and with their question, what do you think my first step should be to starting an event company? And yeah. you can reply right from your phone and just record like a 30 second video message and boom, it gets sent right to them. And then you get your cut, right? Wizio gets their cut. And there's different tiers that you can offer depending on the topic, depending on how long your video message is. And you get sent the alert and someone's like, hey, somebody asked you a question about ABC. Yeah, what you can do is blah, 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 blah. Send paid. I'm and like geeking out so hard right now. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was super cool. And then people can leave reviews and then you can put your link to your Wizio account on all of your marketing. So whether it's your email list, whether it's in your, um, in your membership site, it's on your, um, you know, your Instagram, your link tree or whatever platform people are using now there, there there's all these things and you can market this direct one-to-one, -one, albeit very short, but very personal, um, messaging back and forth kind of thing it's it's really yeah. cool i thought no, I, i'd never heard of it before no that is really cool and i i find there's a lot of um entrepreneurs and and business owners especially in the coaching space that could benefit from that because i think what happens with them sometimes is their dms end up being those things their dms end up right. being questions so yes. you you could offer that to say hey i can give you a personalized like response like if you have any further questions versus you know, setting up like a discovery call or something, you can answer direct questions. I think that's amazing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Cause I like even like sometimes just having, um, just having like a quick question that you want to ask, you know, uh, somebody you look up to in whatever space that you're in, 
Yeah. And maybe you don't need a whole half hour. Maybe you don't need a whole hour. Yeah. Right? Maybe you just need, hey, um, can you give me a quick explanation of what this particular data point is and why it's useful? Mm-hmm. Right. And rather than, okay, I'm going to go through this person's content, see where they spoke about this. I'm going to Google. Let me just send a quick message to them. They get on their phone. Yeah. Basically what this is, is da 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 And it's so quick and easy. Yeah. I just, I thought it was amazing and I'd and never heard of it before. Yeah. It's, it's new. And I think from the perspective of a content creator, then you don't feel like you one have to find the link to the resource to give them because you don't want to like be spending all this time answering questions, like, and not getting compensated for your work. Exactly. And so else, you know, coming in, they don't have to do a full strategy session or coaching session with you. They can literally just get what they need. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We'll look that up after. <laughs> yeah, go for it. And I encourage everybody listening or watching to also look it up as well. Uh, as of the time of this recording, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Hopefully it's still around by the time this episode comes out. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was cool. And it's a great, inch, like, like you said, it's a, great, it's a great way. I can't speak today. It's a great <laughs> way for people who want to get into consulting to just kind of baby step their way in, right? Because mm-hmm. these are 30 second video responses. Yeah. Right? So it's super quick and easy. I thought it was really cool. The quicker va- version of Patreon. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Since yeah. I have to do like a full on subscription, it's almost like I'm thinking of it as a funnel. Like that would be like the baby step, like answering a question in a DM or a comment thread to like a Wizio to like a paid platform, exclusive content. Yeah. I can see how it could fit in. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's a perfect segue into the importance of uh, funnels or systems into how you can use that to actually grow or scale almost virtually any kind of business that like in, in any different industry or niche, if you think about it, right? Because I think a lot of people who are learning about this space think, um, okay, sales funnel, sales funnel is something that I need, or a mailing list is something that I need, but there's a, there's a systematic approach that needs to go into it, right? Yeah. And it, it also to follow a logical step, um, depending on what, is it, what it is that you're selling, yeah. right? But I, I, I'm curious to know, like, what do you find has been the system that you find the most effective for what it is that you're offering? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's, there's different steps. So most of the steps for me either is someone referring directly or it's a DM. And mm-hmm. my goal with those type of conversations is really just to get on a call with people because I find, especially because events are so saturated, a lot of people want to work with people that they like or, you know, their personality, they vibe together. So if the best way that you feel like you can emulate your vibe and your personality with that person usually is the quickest way to assign contract so for me i know that i thrive on video and and face-to-face or phone calls so my Mm. journey is always to you know connect in the dms either send a voice note video note and schedule like a 15 20 minute conversation to talk about what they're wanting to accomplish and then from that it's either a quick like not in our budget right now, or yes, we're going to do it. And then we just kind of, 
you know, send out the proposals, send out what it would look like, invoice, and then do the event. But I think for me, it's really, and, and what I would say to everyone listening is really figuring out where do you feel like you can best showcase your personality, why people should hire you, like figure out what that is and create your pathway of how you present yourself to your client that way. But also think about how does your client typically reach out to you? So whether that's by way of platform or by way of method, like are they wanting to call you, text you, DM you, reach out to you on LinkedIn, website? Like what are the things that your client typically does when they're looking to hire someone of your expertise? So I think if you can combine the two is where do you shine and where or what the process is for your client finding you, if you combine those two, then it's like amazing system. But for me, most times people will see a video or a photo or some type of recap that I've done on social of an event that I've already done. It's a DM and then it's a, it's a call and kind of working one-on-one from there. Yeah. And, and even one of the platforms that uh, I've seen you use and I've seen, a, I've seen a few people use it as well. And I've kind of gone back and forth on which one I want to use. Um, although I think I'm leaning towards the one that you use, which is uh, Calendly. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know before when I was, uh, when I had just started to build um, a calendar for consulting, I was originally using um, Acuity scheduling by way of Squarespace because I had my website, yeah. I have my website hosted on Squarespace and they're affiliated or owned by or whatever the case is and i liked it i liked how it was seamlessly integrated Mm -hmm. but um from what i saw that calendly was offering something very comparable if not identical for i think the, the the tier i was looking at was actually a little bit less of an investment financially but offered just as much if not even a little bit more yeah I actually wanted to ask you, like, like, how do you find Calendly? Calendly? Yeah. I enjoy it. Right now, I'm not even using a paid version of Calendly, and it works well for me. Um, you have different options that you can put in there. If you're wanting to do, like, strategy sessions where they pay on the platform, you can upgrade to that account. But for me, my focus is really just for like my community chat. So if I have people that are new to the community or to our Instagram page um, and they want to do like a one-on-one, just like check in, I get to know about them and their business. They get to know more about me, the founder, or when it's with clients doing that 15 minute conversation, it's worked really well for me. So I have no reason not to use it. Um, Right now I'm looking more at like the automating like my contracts and that type of thing. So I'm looking Mm. at a couple options. I know my industry HoneyBook and Dubsado are two really popular ones. So I'm kind of deciding between the two, but yeah, it's just automating the the contract system, the invoicing system. Um, But for me, the, the main piece of how I close business is through those conversations. So I've really just focused on finding a platform to make the calendar invites easier be able to ask preliminary questions to my clients. So I'm going into the, the conversations really prepared as to when they want to do event, what the event's about and what their organization's about. So I can kind of go in knowing what we're discussing. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I focused more so on the conversational piece. And then now I'm just looking at what best platform I want to use to automate the rest of my process. There, There's... um. 
and all the names are escaping me right now. But once I find out, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link down below, but or or leave it in the show notes. But there's uh, there's platforms that will actually create automations across multiple platforms. I don't exactly. know if you. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. I think that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, have Have you looked into those at all? Are, are you using definitely, anything like that? Yeah, definitely one of the the three that I'm looking at. So it's as the business has grown, like getting to the point of being like having to turn down things is like like things just grew very exponentially for us. Yep. So now it's looking at what automation do we need to put in place right now. So yeah, those are definitely. Um, some of the tools that I'm looking at right now and have seen a lot of great um, reviews from people that I know that are in the industry and people that are in the freelancing industry as well. So amazing. That for sure. So what, so given everything that has gone on um, in your journey overall, but specifically in the last year, what do you see as your, your next major step and how can anybody listening or watching this um, get connected with you and get involved or be able to take advantage of even some of like the biz maker type stuff, if that is still going on at the moment? Yeah, yeah, we are definitely programming for sure. So, uh, whoa, see, you do this question in three thing. What was the first question? <laughs> I, I was. Uh, it is. I heard the last one and maybe the middle, but I don't remember. The yeah, no. I was just saying, what what's uh what's your next step? Like, what's the okay, next yeah. thing that you're working okay. on? Next step. Okay, we'll we'll do it one by one. Yes. So next step, um, and I'll say this to everyone that's listening out there, to, no matter what business or industry you're in, is really thinking about your business not only as how you can do business online, but how can you do business globally. So right now for me is, is looking at not only building relationships locally, but building relationships globally to open opportunities to do more. So for me, I've really just zeroed in on doing virtual events and strategy and emceeing and moderating in the virtual space. So now it's looking at that opens up everywhere, like anyone that has a wireless connection. So it's like, the opportunities are endless, but with that, you still need to build relationships to get those opportunities. So for me, I've really been focusing in the last three months or so is building relationships with people that are in different countries that I can collaborate with and really doubling down on collaboration. So over the past two months, we've doing, been doing a lot of collaborations with different organizations that have similar audiences or they have a goal that we can kind of help them reach so really focusing on relationship building and and collaboration so it's also less work for you as a business owner the more you collaborate and i think sometimes we yeah. forget that we get so caught up in like this is like my project i'm going to execute it with my team and it's just going to be me and whatever and i'm going to get things done which is great but you can get twice as much done if you find the right collaborative partner. So really doubling down on building relationships and filling out your roster of collaborative partners that have either a similar audience or they have a complementary service to yours that you can both join forces and resources to create a project initiative or something that people can engage in that will kind of combine those communities and audiences and help amplify and get that rapid growth in your business. So. That's where my focus right now and what we're looking at for the new year. So a lot of cool collaborations 
next month, actually, we're collaborating with a, an organization out in Atlanta, Georgia, that is focused on bringing vendors back into business through an online platform that has nice. gigs so you can go on there to get gigs if you're in the virtual space or if you would have typically been at marketplaces throughout the year being able to find opportunities to be at virtual experiences so we're collaborating from the perspective of me being someone that's in virtual events has a community of business owners and entrepreneurs that can benefit from that knowledge and we're kind of joining forces to to kind of create something super cool so things like that where I probably awesome. wouldn't have connected with this person if it wasn't for Instagram. So yeah, so totally. yeah, those collaborative partnerships, I think is, it should be the main goal with the perspective and mindset of how can you present your brand on a bigger stage and you get to bigger stages by, you know, meeting more people that have access to other stages that you don't currently have access to. Gotcha. Amazing. Yeah, no, I think I think that's that's the one thing that or well, one of many things, but that that's one thing that is very one of those things that the current state of things has really allowed that it's it's kind of broken those barriers that previously would have been there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But uh now is the time to capitalize on those kind of the virtual wall breaks that have happened exactly right? and it's now's the time to make those connections that otherwise would have been near to impossible to do yeah right? it's like there's very limited barriers to access like any top person in your industry or coach that you look up to they're not working out of an office right now so most of them are answering their own dms answering their own messages so it's like yeah a great time to connect with people you've wanted to connect with and yeah, I guess what's next for the BizMixer community, you can find us on Instagram at the BizMixer. Um, we do monthly events. Uh, we're doing a lot of collaborations right now and just working on some content for next year. Um, there's a tour in talks, so hopefully we can start Ooh. the tour next year. That, that is the awesome. goal. Um, because we've met so many people virtually from all over. So it would be great to kind of meet people and see what entrepreneurship and business ownership looks like in their, in their neighborhoods. So that's something that we definitely are looking to do next year and just continuing to provide great content and build community and relationships. And then outside of that, with my own business, Mini K Creations and event strategy and, and management is just continuing to help organizations continue to keep their audiences engaged, create really dope experiences and build relationships as well. Awesome. Amazing. And uh, sorry, where can people find uh, Mini K Creations? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Mini K Creations. Um, by email as well. It's just minikcreations at gmail. And in terms of the community, it's the BizMixer everywhere. Um, I can give you the links because so you can have the links for things. So sure. check, the show, <laughs> check the show notes for the details on how to contact us online. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to join our mailing list or you want to see what's up next, um, our preferred platform is Instagram because we're a bunch of millennials. So I'm just yep. going to own that. We are on the gram and the gram. we're also available by, <laughs> by email or other sources. So yeah, we'd love to connect with, with you all. Feel free to ask any questions. If you have 
any resources that you need or questions about your business or people that you want to connect with. Um, we kind of have an underlying rule in our community that we we shamelessly and openly connect each other. So there's always three-way DMs happening. So amazing. <laughs> amazing and and another thing to note that if you are watching or listening from anywhere in the world you can still reach out to carlina on whether it's through the biz maker or through mini cake creations that yeah now those those barriers of where you are versus where somebody else's are are gone so it's open to anybody is 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 there anything else that you would like to shamelessly plug or um, have your, if, if you could deliver one key message, is there anything else that you would want to put here? Mm -hmm. um, just the main thing, like when it comes to business and creating a brand around your business, just being the best version of yourself, being a great leader, and that's how you curate mm -hmm. a great community, a great audience, and a great set of supporters. So just be the best version of yourself and know that your audience is a direct mirror of yourself. So work on that personal and professional development and you'll create an amazing business and brand. Amazing. Carlina, thank you so much for joining. This has been awesome. We've gotten a chance to talk about tools, platforms, strategies, um, even, you know, breaking some of those, you know, um, maybe more limiting ways of looking at things this this is this has been amazing and i hope that everybody watching or listening has been able to take at least one if not several things away from this episode i think i think there's been tremendous value here and carlina thank you so much for making the time to uh to jump on the show today i really appreciate it yeah, no, this is super fun. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm super happy to to share and have awesome conversations and to have someone who's equally excited about techie geeky data stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Any any new thing that you discover, by all means send my way. Yes. And you and I are probably gonna connect about uh, some tool after we're done wrapping up here. We'll probably talk about Wizio some more because it just <laughs> sounds super cool. <laughs> no, but great. uh Amazing. Awesome. Carlina, thank you so much. And to everybody else, thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you on the next episode of Startup. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it and found it valuable. If you're curious on how to create content like this or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you again on the next episode.